Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Hello! Hi! Welcome to Healing Journeys Today. My name is Nikki Weller. Um, I'm so thankful to be here. And uh, as you can see from the title, um, how to let God, I'm going to talk about how to let God's love nourish our hearts. Um, boy, that just sounds like amazing. But the word actually talks about God's love nourishing our hearts. And but again, we ask how. I feel like this is the place where we all meet together and we say, that's great. If that's true, how? <laughs> so here we go. Um, I was reading the other day, this verse in John and it said, John 15, nine says, I have loved you even as the father has loved me remain in my love, remain in my love. And I was like, how do we remain in your love, Lord? Um, if you read it in the passion translation, it says it this way. I love each of you with the same love that the father loves me. You must continually let my love nourish your hearts. I don't know about you, but I am acutely aware that if I don't remain in the perception and the truth of God's love for me and I'm nourished by that truth, I become. Well, all kinds of things, sick, lonely, in despair, hopeless, uh, feel isolated, feel dry, all those things. It's only with the true perception of God's love towards us that we remain nourished, strong, ready to do everything we're supposed to do. Well, whole people. Uh, John 15, 9 through 17 says this. Um, 15, I just said it, 9 through 17. Tracking. You're tracking with me. <laughs> um, I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you slaves because a master does not confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends since I have told you everything my father told me, told me. You didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. This is the commandment. Love each other. Interesting, isn't it? To remain, to abide in God's love, to be continually nourished by the love of God, we have to be loving those around us. And this is not a works thing. See, I know some people who are highly religious, and I don't say that word is a good thing. They try to keep all the laws and all the commandments and all the statutes and all the appearances of what is good um, in order to be good or to be loved, or to be enough. And they're completely unaware of God's love for them, completely. But there's a switch that happens. I said, we choose to allow the love within us to be released to others. Love is moving. It's active. 
it's not sedentary. You know, I was talking to my husband about this. I said, why is it that we have to receive the love of God that he has for us? And then we have to love other people around us to abide in God's love. And he said, well, anything you store and do not use rots. Anything that is sedentary, that's made to be alive, that sits, dies, rots. And I was like, oh, that's true. It's true. See, love is an active thing. You know that DC Talk song, Love is a Verb? Love is a verb. Love is an action. It is alive. It's supposed to be cyclical. It's we receive the love of God. Then we pour it out to the people around us. Then they receive the love of God and they pour the people around us. And actually, Andrew Womack says it this way. I wrote this down. Um, He said this. Keeping the commandments does not affect God's love towards us. Doesn't do it. Because remember in Romans 5, 8, it says this. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. So us keeping the commandments, us being good, does not earn God's love. It doesn't diminish or greaten God's love towards us. He loved us with an everlasting love before we ever, ever accepted him. He chose us first. But Andrew said it this way, uh, keeping his commandments affects our awareness or our perception of how much God loves us. Interesting. Hmm? I'm fascinated by this. It's true. I see it when I choose to walk in love with other people, when I choose to ask God what his perception of those people are outside of what my perception is of them or how I can serve them or what he's asking me to smile at them, be kind to them serve them, be patient with them, um, being kind to not be envious of them, to be supportive of them. As I do that, I'm more aware of God's love for me to support me, to care for me, to serve me, to be patient with me. It softens our heart. As we serve others, our hearts remain softened and we are aware of God's love towards us and we are nourished and we abide in his love. This isn't about us doing right. This is about us, our hearts staying soft and aware of the truth that we are already loved. Already loved. My my kids and I were singing as I drove them to their grandma's house this morning. Um, there's a Tim Timmons song. He has an album called Here, Tim Timmons. Um, and it's called Already Love, the song. I'm already, I'm already loved no matter what. I cannot break it, burn it or shake it. What's done is done. I'm already loved. And I looked in my rearview mirror. We're not crying today. I looked in my rearview mirror and my children were singing, I'm already, I'm already loved no matter what. And I was like, thank you, Lord. Because songs have a way of getting down into our soul, man that's burned forever. I can remember songs for days, but don't ask me what I ate for dinner last night. But that this is burning into them that they are already like, oh, my mascara is burning. Okay. Okay. The burning. Wait for it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. She's a mess, but she's got Jesus. So we're all good. Okay. Okay, here's the thing. You are already loved by God. And there's this rule in the kingdom, this thing about us loving other people, about us pouring out what has been poured into us, this flowing, moving, active 
love that keeps us aware of the Father's love towards us. Wow, that's awesome. Um, I'm talking about not a religious keep all the commandments, be holy, because as you can tell, I'm not a perfect person, but I'm acutely aware of God's love for me because I have chosen to A, receive Jesus as Lord, learn of him and what the word of God says of him and of me, and also to ask God to show me how to love others well. And I am not perfect in it in any way, but I'm aware that in the places that I have loved even strangers well, it's because of who God is in me, what he's first poured into me. You know, I don't know why I'm telling you this because of the Holy Spirit. Um, what day was that? Friday? Something like that on a not normal grocery time. I just felt like I need to go to the grocery store. I need to go to the grocery store. Today's the day. I have a few things on my list. It could wait. And But the thought kept coming to me. You need to go to the grocery store. Okay. And Mark was like, what do you need from there? I'm like, well, a few things, but it could wait 10 days or I could get it now. But I keep thinking I need to go to the grocery store. So I'm going to go because God wants me to. He said, okay. I took Kaylee with me and we're at the grocery store getting all the things. And I even forgot a few things. And then I went back across the other end of the store. And wouldn't you know it, just when I get up front, to the checkout and I have too much to go through the self-checkout. That's a whole nother test in love. I'm waiting in line behind this woman who's in a, one of those carts, um, automatic carts that you can sit on and ride on. And she's quite, she's very old and um, she has her checkbook and her pen in one hand and she's trying to drive the thing and it would barely go. But as soon as she like really went, it just went from like not moving to just like, it was, it was Mario Kart in a bad way waiting to happen. And she literally, as she's trying to like go in between to go pay for her groceries, she's slamming into it and about to rip the whole thing down. And then she drops her pen and drops her checkbook. I said, whoa, 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 uh, let me help you. And I literally like pick up her card and move it over and help her get back and then pick up her pen and said, man, why don't you pull around here? And that was it. I didn't talk about Jesus. I didn't, I don't know if I even looked her in the eye because she was so busy. But I got to be Jesus with skin on for her that moment and pick up her pin and help her not get hurt by this thing falling on her. And then I went to the next line and, and we checked out the groceries and Kaylee said, I'm glad God had us come so we could help her. And I went, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we came. That's why. Maybe that's not the only reason. I don't know. But that was the evident reason of why we were there was to love someone. I'm so thankful that we were made to love God and love people. That's really, that's the love God and love people. That's what Jesus said. We love. And as we do, it keeps our hearts soft. And we remember that we're loved, that we're supported, that we're wanted, that he's going to fulfill everything he said he would because he's good. Let's go to 1 John 4, 15 through 20. 1 John, it's this way. We're going to go this way in the Bible. Wait for it. It's coming. Thank you for being here. I really mean that. First John 4, 15 through 20. Mm -hmm. um, all who declare that Jesus is the son of God have given, have God living in them. That's you. And they live in God. We know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in his love. God is love and all who live in love 
live in God and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more and more. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Such love has no fear because perfect love casts out fear or expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. We love each other because he loved us first. There's so many layers here, but he loved us first. We're already loved. And because he loved us, we love each other. That's how this was all made to work. All made to work. And we're all imperfect and we're all got our stuff. But God's perfect creation originally looked like people loving God and loving each other, aware of God's love and aware of our love for each other. And that is comes in such practical ways and in such deep ways and in such beautiful ways and simple ways, all the different ways. You know, I'm not, I am not made to be there for the heart of every person. I can't minister to everyone's story or hold everybody's story or physically meet everyone's needs or even be a good friend to everyone. I'm not, but to the people that I'm called to be, uh, my husband, I'm called to be a mate with and love him in that way. My children, I'm called to be a mom and maternally love them in that way. My friends, I'm called to be their friend and support them and hear their heart and truly see them and let them see me. And then, you know, the surface, not service friends, but, you know, not the heart, heart friends, but the people that I love and tend to serve with or God has given me a place in their life where I can serve them in their physical needs or pray for them or whatever. I'm there. I love them in that way. And then there's some people that I just meet in the grocery store one time for three minutes, you know, and all those different places the Holy Spirit will put in us how to love them well. And it's fulfilling. And I know that some of you are invalid or paralyzed in your heart or in your body or in your mind or you're stuck at home and you're not around anybody except the people that care for you or your family that you just wish you could care for. I understand that. I totally get it. I'm not minimizing your isolation or your loneliness. But I believe God will show you how to love the people you do see well. And if the only people you see are people when you come to teachings because you live alone and you see names that you recognize, you choosing to write down when you see them say, hey, will you pray for this? And truly taking the time to pray for them, even though you don't talk to them on the phone, you don't private message them, you'll never meet them until you get to heaven. You are loving them well by putting your faith in action for them and agreeing with what God says over them. You can love people from a locked room. You can. But I believe that in connecting with community one way or the other and pouring out the love that was first poured into us, we, because God has given us authority here on the earth, great authority, great healing, great uh, redemption happens when we choose to release the love that God put in us. And when I tell you guys on this thing, hey, I love you. Thank you for being here. I love you. I stop my week every week 
to spend time with the father and ask him what he wants to tell you. And then I put on makeup every week and take a shower so that I can get on here and not look like a minion. <laughs> and I share with you what the God says because I do love you. And you guys, I know you love me back, man. You you write me beautiful things. You trust me with your stories and with the things that are broken. You trust me with your victories. Thank you for your trust. Thank you for showing me that you love me. But I want I love when I see you guys commenting on each other's thing, encouraging one another, going on YouTube when there's weeks I can't get on there and respond to all the comments. And you go in there and you read and you pray for each other. I'm so thankful. So thankful this Healing Journeys community has become a place of love and encouragement and truth. And I am thankful. And I'd love to know how God shows you in your real life how to love others well and what part of God's love for you that makes your heart even more sensitive to. So interesting that all of this all works together. Our sensitivity and perception of God's love for us, our love for other people, us feeling loved. All because God loved us first. Pretty amazing. But just remember, love is active. Love is not sedentary. It's not locked away. This, this is a moving thing with the Lord. Um, I read this. I wrote this down. When I was writing this, I saw a vision of people who were having, have been poured over the word and over the revelations of what the word of God says. But you don't feel satisfied. You feel like there's more. You, you've read everything. You've listened to every teaching. You, you've read every cross-reference. And you could quote scripture much better than I, which is not a hard thing. But you feel unsatisfied in your relationship with the Lord. And um, you feel dry. And God wants to partner with you to release his love to the world around you. And you will be nourished. That's the other part of this. You're not just bottomless pit to just be poured into. There's also a, a pouring out that happened. And it might be in a birthday card you send in the mail. It might be in sending someone some, some food. It might be in making someone food. It might be in praying for someone you've never met. It might be in going and cleaning a mom's house who's just overwhelmed because of kids. It, it might be in asking your nurse how their day is and how you can pray for them. It might be that, but in some way, God is going to show you how to partner with him to love the world around you. And all that truth that you have been programming your heart with and all that um, expectations you've had of a full life will become evident because now the river is moving. The love is flowing. The love is flowing. Um, I wrote this. We walk with hearts of obedience, looking to release the love that has been given to us. And when we do, favor, blessings, and fulfillment flow. It's true. Finally, I want to read. Where is it? Oh, in the passion. Let's go over here. John 13, 35. Wait for it. Nope. Back. <laughs> Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. There we go. John what? We're going. We're almost there. There's a lot of pages. Patience. 35. Found it. Okay. For when you demonstrate the same love I have for you by loving one another, everyone will know that you're my true 
follower. We are known as lovers of God, as true disciples, as true Christ followers when we love. I'm okay with that. I would like that. So I am excited to hear about this river flowing of receiving more of God's love for you that's always there, always being extended to you, being more aware of his love for you, and also the beauty that comes into the world around you because the people around you are getting whatever it is God's asking you to do to love them well, whatever part of it. My son woke up last night um, and he said, Mom, I want to know more about God so that I don't have to get fearful. And I said, okay, can I pray for you? And he said, yeah. So I prayed over him and I said, now you talk to God. What he said was, Lord, I want to know more about who you are so that fear doesn't come. It was so simple. But the word of God says that perfect love casts out fear. And our awareness of knowing more of who God is makes fear go away, makes us aware of his love. And then we can love others well. That's beautiful. That's how this was made to work. I love my children. I'm thankful for their hearts. So let me pray for y'all. All the praying of all the things. Hi. How you doing, Lord? Thanks for being here. Always, always already loving us. Lord, thank you that we're going to grow deeper in this understanding of love that's fluid and moving and active. Thank you for hearts that are being, they're being pricked with a, there's more. Thank you for open minds and understanding there's more to this love than just receiving it. Lord, I thank you for, man, I don't know who it is, but you know when you bite down on foil and you get shocks in your teeth? There is someone that you get shocks in the nerves in your teeth. And I just, I got a, um, a testimony last week when I prayed for nerves and teeth that it went away in someone. They were completely healed in their mouth. And I'm believing that whoever you're getting these shocks in your oversensitive, the nerves in your teeth, that's, I rebuke that now in the name of Jesus. Teeth and nerves be healed now in Jesus' name. TMJ strengthen now in the name of Jesus. Migraines that come from misaligning misaligned skulls and pinched nerves. I rebuke migraines now in the name of Jesus. Overactive nerves, I speak to you now in the name of Jesus. No inflammation, no pinching, no overreaction, perfectly working nerves in the name of Jesus. What is this I'm seeing? Huh. Um, I see someone that you... Your whole life, you were told you're this way. This is the way of our people. This is the way we've always been. This is the way my daddy did it. This is the way my uncles did it. This is who I am. It's a man. But you know that the way you've been acting, the people in your family have acted in the past is not the best of what God says. It's not a man walking in um, true authority with love and patience, but unyielding to sin and death, not accepting uh, poverty for your family, not ex um, accepting um, sickness for your family. That's a strong man of God. And so God is actually going to show you your true identity and the culture of heaven, not just the culture that you were brought up in. And uh, 
if you will agree with who God says you are, God will walk you and your children's children into the culture of this is how my daddy was. This is how my uncle was. We receive what God says is the truth. We walk in healing. We don't expect or accept poverty. Not everything has to be hard because we walk in blessing. Wow, that's awesome. I'm very happy for you. Please go talk to God about that, whoever you are, whoever you are. I see mama's hearts. Um, when I talk about my kids, you want to minister the love of Jesus to your children well, and you want to um, shepherd them like a shepherdess um, into a relationship with Jesus. Um, you are responsible for living your relationship with Jesus in front of your children. Let them know that you spend time in the word. Let them know that you choose to sing when things are hard. Let them know that you, even th though things are hard, this is what your expectation is because of who God is. Let them know that you pray in tongues. Let, the, let them know that you had a hard day and you had to go talk to God about how you had a hard day. And as you do that, they will start emulating what you are doing. Just what kids do. And then God will also reveal himself to your children and give them the opportunity to receive him. That's actually his job. Your responsibility is to live it in front of them and let them know about the God that you know. But the actual meeting of him is between Jesus and your kids. So live your life in front of them. Let them see that you're a human that needs him, not some perfect person that never got angry or never had a hard day or never didn't want to read the Bible or never lost their peace and need to find it in the word of God. Live it in front of your children and let them see how God meets you in your real personness. Because I have to do that often, often, so often. So I love you guys. Uh, shoulder pain. Who, who are you? It almost feels like every day like you slept wrong, but your shoulders just hurt and lock up. Shoulders open in the name of Jesus. Full range of motion now. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord, for full range, reaching all the way up and out and just not walking around like there's a kink in the name of Jesus. Amen. Wow. Well, I love you guys. I will see y'all next week. And I truly, truly love you. Bye. See you. See you. Bye. Bye. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you.